joyful, joyful, we adore you, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before you, opening to the sun above. We are so excited that you're here tonight. Service starts at 7. It will start in approximately 5 minutes. Please use the bathroom. Now is a perfect time to go use it. If you're here tonight, you are standing here.
services in two minutes make sure to grab your seat and when you're sitting down make sure to turn off your airdrop and if you don't well that's good man and if you guys are online we are so happy you're here make sure to comment below to let us know that you are here so stoked tonight it'll be an awesome amazing night it's bananas for the millions in my pockets bread we do nothing but these haters we just count this bread
Raise your hand. Grinch. Sick, sick, sick. Is it Elf? Raise your hand. All right. I think Elf is a winner. We got a majority that of That might elf be good news for y'all tonight, but that's not for me to decide. All right, everybody to go ahead and grab a seat. We've got a few announcements for you guys today. All right, our first announcement is social media. So if you don't already follow us on social media, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at bridge YTH underscore, and then you can stay up to date on all the latest. Yes, and so we do have another way to worship God here at the bridge, and it is through giving. There is no pressure, but if you feel like you would like to give, you can give online or at the back of the auditorium at our given station, which is right by the door. Yeah, and if you would like to join us for our bridge Christmas services, we have a Christmas Eve candlelight service this Saturday. Uh, we have a service at 4 p.m. and we also have a service at 5.30. And then this Sunday, which is Christmas, we have an online service at 9.30 and 11.30 that you guys can watch at home with your families. All right, and I've got some bad news for you guys. Tell us, friend. Tell us. So there will be no regular youth service the next two Wednesdays. No! Wednesdays, everybody say boo. Boo. All right. But you guys will be able to enjoy, enjoy Christmas break with your family. So have a nice time with them. And then as we welcome into the new year, we will all celebrate again together. Yep. We're going to have a big party. So make sure y'all are here Wednesday, the 11th, January 11th, we're going to be having our first party for New Year's. You don't and it's going it. to be at 6 p.m. Hangs. Service is at 7, and you guys aren't going to want to miss it. All right, you guys know what time it is. Everybody stand up and come to the front for worship. Let's go. i 
world wants to tell you who you are. And I'm here to tell you tonight that God is the only one that can tell you who you are. So can we lift our hands tonight as we sing this out? I am chosen, not forsaken. you to understand that this is the last Wednesday we have of 2022 and like every Wednesday God has met us and will continue to meet us throughout the night and I want you to fast pace through it I want you to think about how blessed we are to be loved by the God that we are so loved so deeply loved that we get to worship him freely and that we have a community around us that's there to support us and love us and back us. And even when we go to college and we come back, we got some of our students who are hanging with us and we will always be here for you because God is always here for us. And so I want you to understand the significance of what we get to do here and the people we're surrounded with and the God that loves you so deeply. So before we get ready for tonight's message. I'm going to ask Lily, one of our students, come up, pray as we prepare our hearts for tonight. All right, let's close your eyes and pray. God, we just thank you so much for this year. God, we just thank you for blessing us so sweetly. I pray that tonight, even though it's the end of the year, that we can just be so focused on you and your presence and what you have in store for us, Lord. I pray that we can have a divine appointment with you, God. I pray that you can meet us exactly where we are right now, Lord. I pray that we can just lay everything down at your feet, Jesus, and give you everything that we have, God. We just thank you for adorning us with your grace and your love and your mercy, Jesus, God. We just praise you and we just lift you high, God. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, Bridge Youth, are you ready for tonight? Okay, on your way back to your seat, say Merry Christmas to like three people, and then grab a seat and get ready.
Bridge Youth. What's up? How you guys doing tonight? Hey, Merry Christmas. Oh, you, this guy, this side's a bunch of Scrooges. This side, Merry Christmas. All right, one more chance this side. Merry Christmas. Hey, you guys, can you believe it? Can you believe this is the last Wednesday night of 2022? Hey, you survived. Like the world was supposed to end in 2020. Yet here we are. Look at your neighbor and say, here you are. Here you are. You made it. Hey, before I, um, before I jump into uh, the message tonight, just a couple things that I want to echo that our service host um, said. Uh, number one, this, this Saturday is Christmas Eve. And, and I don't know about you. I know uh, for, for us and our family, part of our Christmas Eve traditions was, was we got to open one gift on Christmas Eve. And a lot of families have different traditions on, on Christmas Eve. And um, for a lot of families here at the bridge, our Christmas Eve candlelight services are a part of their Christmas traditions. If you've never been to one, can I just tell you, they are so unique they're so special, and they are the only time we are going to allow you to play with fire inside of this church, okay? So, if you're good, you what? <laughs> no, we're gonna, we are going to light some candles, and it seriously is. We're going to read the Christmas story. We're going to sing some Christmas carols. It's going to be so, so cool. Don't miss it. We got 4 and a 5.30 this Saturday. Sunday morning. We are online because we want you guys to be with your family. But you have such a unique opportunity, especially for some of you who maybe your, your parents, your families don't come to church. You have an opportunity. That's how Amber and I both grew up. Our parents really didn't go to church much. And, and um, you have such an opportunity to bring God, bring Jesus, the Christmas story, to bring church into your home. Uh, it's a really short online service, 9.30, 11.30, or you can watch it any other time of the day after that. Um, myself, Amber, sharing a, a little bit of our stories, what Christmas means to us. Some of our other pastors are in it. You even get a little guest uh, spot from Baby Zion. Pastor Zach and Ashley's son is in the video. They're, they're holding him the whole time. Dude doesn't make a sound for the whole thing. He's like the most well-behaved child on the planet. I'm like, dude, can, I, can you, guarantee you guarantee me my kid would be that well-behaved? If so, I'd have kids right now. But you know what? We do kids ministry, and they're not like that. So, you know, uh, we've been scared away, all right? Um, but at the very end of the Christmas recording, you just hear little baby's eye on randomly just go, <laughs> like, that's it. That's like you just get this little thing out of him. It's, it's going to be, yeah. Did you get to, oh, I haven't even got to hold him yet. Darn you, Lila. <laughs> um, but, man, it's going to be so awesome. It's going to be such a great morning. And you have that opportunity to bring Christmas into your home that morning. Um, but then, lastly, we got one service on January 1st here, uh, New Year's Day, 10 a.m. Lastly, definitely not leastly, our 2023 Bridge Youth Launch Party will be January 11th. January 11th is going to be absolutely epic. Hype worship is going to be back, so we're going to be extra, extra hype. Um, school of ministry, school of ministry students, where are you guys at? School of ministry, should should we? The, the thing that we decided that we that we confirmed that we scheduled, should we tell them right now? Should we announce it right now? Who it is that we? Yes, our friend released a brand new album recently, perhaps the, the best hip-hop artist in the valley, the one and the only Elias will be joining us for the launch party. 
You don't want to miss it. He's going to play. He's going to play some oldies, some hype stuff. He's going to play some of his new stuff. It's going to be, anytime Elias ever comes out, it's so awesome. He's such a blessing to us. He's so gifted, so talented. If you're like, who's Elias? First off, you're missing out. Go look for him on Spotify. Second off, if you've ever been to Rival Coffee, he basically runs Rival. Um, he's a creative genius. I love the guy. Such a dear, dear friend of ours. He's going to be here that night. We're returning with hype worship. We're giving away literally hundreds of dollars in prizes. There will be a handful of people leaving with $100 gift cards that night. We're going to have games. We're going to have all, we're going to have some stuff happening with skate park, everything. It's going to be an awesome night. We're going to launch 2023 on a high note, believing God has way bigger plans ahead of us than he does behind us. Amen. So keep your eye on social media because we'll have a bunch of announcements for that. All right. Who in this room has loved this series, The Middle? Bro, it's so, it's been so fun. It's been so unique. It's so weird to preach with people on the other side of your butt. <laughs> I've been preaching like, hey, yeah, it's what's, hey, wait, wait, wait. It's so, it's been so cool. But here's what I love. It's like there hasn't been a preacher pastor. There hasn't been a worship band team. It's just we've all been in this together. Because here's what happens. In life, so much of life happens in the middle of stuff. In the middle of tragedy, in the middle of triumph, in the middle of struggle, in the middle of, of valley low seasons, in the middle of mountaintop seasons, in the middle of celebration, in the middle of mourning. There's so much of life that happens in the middle. God, I've prayed, but I haven't seen you answer this prayer yet, God. Like I have faith, but I'm still in the middle. And so much of life happens in the middle. And this is one of the things about this series of why we did it from the floor. To help all of us realize just a little bit of elevation on a platform does not uh, uh, exclude anybody from these seasons of life. So we really wanted these moments together to have where it's like, you know what? We're all walking through this together. And that's a lot of what I'm going to be talking about tonight. It's been so special worshiping together down on the floor. Anybody else been loving just being able to worship together, bumping into the bassist? And, and last week, uh, Jeff Johnson, uh, our, our worship director, was right here. And, and uh, there was a little girl literally right here next to him. Like her, her voice was getting picked up in the mic. She was tone deaf. We had to mute his mic. It's no big deal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like that poor girl. Um, but it's been so it's been so rad. It's been so much fun. And, and we've talked about a lot of things through this series. We've, we've laughed together. We've cried together. We've seen God show up. And we're probably going to see the same thing tonight. As tonight, I want to close this series with a very, very short message. Because actually, every single person in this room will do a little bit of preaching tonight. It just won't be in a microphone. It's going to be a really unique moment that we all have together after service uh, at the end of this service tonight. But tonight I want to conclude this series with the topic of the middle of isolation. When you're all alone. What do you do in the middle of isolation? If you've got a Bible, go to Luke chapter 1. If you have a Bible, go to Luke chapter 1. What do you do in the middle of isolation? We're actually going to dig it just a little bit into the Christmas story here. But first, let me give you your sermon in a sentence. Here's your sermon in a sentence. And your sermon in a sentence, I'm going to just let you know from the forefront, your sermon in a sentence really is inspired by the mission statement, the vision statement of our church. This is what we're all about. We're all about this thing. And, and the sermon in a sentence tonight is this. You're designed to connect with God and people. 
You are designed to connect with God and people. Our vision statement is connecting people with God and connecting people with people. That is the, if you're like, what is the bridge all about? What do you believe in? What do you do? What is your mission? What is your goal? That's our goal, to connect people with God and connect people with people. And and tonight, you need to know when it comes to isolation, you were designed to connect with God and to connect with people. This is why the worst torture for the worst criminals in the worst prisons is what's called solitary confinement. Basically being forced into a place and space where you're all alone. Can I tell you, God did not design you to do life alone. And in fact, there's some people, you're in this room right now, tonight, because not only does God want to connect with you, see, you thought you came for hot cocoa. You thought you came because Elf is goaded amongst Christmas movies. You thought that you came because your friends were like, yo, you know that ugly Christmas sweater that you bought and you only get to wear once a year? I'm giving you the opportunity to wear it twice this year. And tonight's the night. But really what's going on is God's up to something bigger. See, I thought I was just going to that Christian club at school at John W. North High School in East Riverside for some free pizza. That's what I thought. I thought. I was looking at your neighbor and go, he thought. You thought that you showed up to hang out. You thought that you showed up to get some hot cocoa. What you didn't know is God made an appointment with you that you were unaware of. And God wants to connect with you. But I think God's up to even a little bit more in that God might be placing you so strategically into this thing that we call family. See, for so many of us, can I tell you, this isn't a place that we come to. This isn't a thing that we do. This isn't a club. For many of us, this is family. I know to to Amber and I, the highlight of our week is, is, is Wednesdays and Sundays. Because to us, so many of you, we don't have much family, y'all. We do not have much family. For us, you guys are like family to us. And we're going to have some family moments tonight. You guys down with that? All right, one more time this year. Would you stand in the honor of the reading of God's word? We're going to read Luke chapter 1, verse 39. This is right after what we, what we read and studied a few weeks ago with Mary um, having encountered the angel Gabriel, finding out that she's going to become pregnant with Jesus. And this is what she does next. Luke chapter 1, verse 39. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. If you've got a Bible app and you want to pick out the correct translation, New Living. If you don't have a Bible, no worries. It will be on the Sky Bible right over there. Here we go. Luke chapter 1, verse 39, we're going to go down to verse 45. Just a few verses tonight. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Really quick, if you don't know who Elizabeth is, Elizabeth is actually like Mary's cousin. And she is, uh, she's about to give birth to John the Baptist, who's like the forerunner of Jesus. He's the guy that's going to prepare the way for Jesus. And she's about six months pregnant right here. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 42, Elizabeth gave a glad cry, a glad cry. She's, girls, you know, like, dude, for guys, it's so, like, confusing to us. Because girls will start to cry, and like as a married man, I've been married 13 years, I have to stop and ask Amber, is this a good cry or a bad cry? She'd be like, no, 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 this is a good cry. I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, thought I was sleeping on the couch again, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For guys, it's kind of like we don't, we don't really cry when we're happy, so this is confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Says, <laughs> Van said, what? I cry when I'm happy. 
<laughs> man says, I always cry. <laughs> Elizabeth gave a, gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you. Listen to how she immediately just begins to encourage Mary. She says, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored? She goes, you are, you are blessed, encourages her, and then turns around and goes, and I'm so honored. I'm so blessed. I'm so encouraged. She says, why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed uh, that the Lord would do what he said. We're going to break this down really quickly, and I'm not preaching long tonight, so be ready to jump into this next moment in just a second. Before you sit down, let's pray. God, thank you so much that you're going to speak tonight, God. I pray, prepare each of our hearts for what it is that you're getting ready to do in just a minute. In this last service of 2022, in this last uh, session of the middle, God, I pray we our hearts would be bursting with anticipation for all that you want to do tonight. God, I thank you for everything you've done this year. Thank you for everything you're going to do in our future, God. And I cannot move on past this moment without thanking you, God, for what happened in that Raiders game on Sunday against those evil patriots. We give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Praise God. I was watching that game. I said, I said, did this fool just lateral the ball straight to Chandler Jones? And then Chandler Jones just sat Mac Jones down, ran in for a touchdown. I said, some say there is no. I am screaming at my TV, you idiots. And for once I wasn't talking to the Raiders. <laughs> hey, um, have you ever have you ever experienced something, but you experienced it alone? And then you're like, oh, dude, like. <laughs> I need to experience this with somebody. Have you ever, like, eaten somewhere and you're like, oh, dude, but, like, I'm, here's, the, I was actually telling some of our school and ministry students, it's one of the really interesting things about getting married is that you never will, once you get married, you'll never experience the world kind of through your own eyes anymore. Everything then is like, oh, this movie was so awesome. Gotta watch the movie with Amber. Oh, I ate at this place. Gotta bring Amber. Get this, get this. Guys, get this. Ladies, get this. I went to Paris without my wife. I know. <laughs> I went to a church conference. She wasn't able to go. And we happened to just jump over a bullet train from, from, uh, from Holland to Paris. And, away. and everything that I went to, everything that I saw, I felt like I was seeing it like, it like in a solitary sense and alone. Because I was like, oh, the Eiffel Tower. But Amber's not here. You know? Oh, the Louvre. But Amber's not here, you know? Like, it's such a, a weird thing. And it, there's a few things in life we'll experience alone. And we're like, oh. And, like, once in a while, like, something will happen. Like, you ever do something super impressive when you're all, you see the videos of, like, someone who drops something, and they catch it, and they're all, no one's around, and they're just like, <laughs> I'm awesome, and nobody saw my awesome, you know? I had one of those moments one day getting ready for school. Where's all the people that, uh, uh, you're like me, and you plan your outfit the night before. Where's my people? I always plan my outfit the night before. I have my New Year's Eve, our candlelight service. The outfit's already planned, y'all. Green turtleneck, black sport coat, be looking fly. Got some, got some loafers. Gonna, gonna pull out the loafers. It's gonna be great. Um, despite the fact that I chose my outfit, I was still running late. Where's all my people who run late to stuff all the time? Where's the I'm early to everything people? Good for you. We get it. You're better than us. 
So I'm running late. I'm getting ready for school. And you ever, you ever like you're getting ready and you throw your shoes on, you know, and then like your, your, your sock clumps up in your shoe? You know how long, you know like high top Chuck Taylors, they like just take a long time to put on, you know. I'm wearing high top Chucks. So I'm like, I'm running late, don't got time to unlace them, redo them, and then like move on. You like fix the sock and move on. So you do the, this thing, right, like you're doing the, like moving them around. Don't crease the fours, Corey. Moving them around, like, ah, like I can't get, but I'm just like, I'm just getting ready still. And I can't get rid of this lump in my sock, bro. I can't get rid of this lump in my sock. And so finally I'm like, all right, I just got to take my shoe off and fix this lump in my sock. So I take my shoe off, pull the shoe off, I throw it on the ground. I go to fix my sock when I realize it wasn't my sock that was bunched up. Because crawling out of my shoe was a cockroach with its entire organs hanging out of its butt because I wasn't doing this to my sock. I was crushing a cockroach inside of my shoe. As soon as this thing comes out, you know what I did immediately? I looked around for someone else to experience this with me. I said, this is so gross and I'm all by myself. I have no one to experience this with. Um, so I burned that sock. Um, I murdered the cockroach. Uh, and then I vomited my way all the way to school. <laughs> have you experienced something in isolation? Can I tell you, we're not supposed to experience things in isolation. Two points tonight, just two points tonight from this story, the Christmas story that I want to share with you. What do you do when you're in the middle of isolation? Number one, obvious. Look at your neighbor go, duh. Run to God. Run to God. I love Mary's response to everything was this sort of heart of God. I love you. God, I'm your servant. God, I got faith in you. God, I know this. And this is a word for somebody tonight. When you're alone, you're not really alone. And I know that sounds cliche. I know it sounds a little cheesy. I know it sounds a little corny. But for somebody, that's going to be huge in the next two weeks as you're not able to gather here with our family, Bridge Youth, is that you're going to feel the sense of isolation. You're going to feel alone. But can I tell you, the same God that meets with us every week in this room goes home with you. You're not walking alone. You're not alone when you're in your room by yourself feeling completely isolated. God is with you. You know what Christmas is about? Christmas, the, uh, uh, when when the angel began to tell people about Jesus coming, he said he will be called Emmanuel. You guys know what the word Emmanuel means? God, bro, a contingency of Bible scholars up here. Corey, you're doing your job as a youth pastor. Way to teach your kids the Bible. Emmanuel means God with us. This is the point of Christmas. I love gifts. Gifts is my love language. I love gifts. My boy Michael gave me a gift today. He gave me some Star Wars coasters that I think he low-key said he stole from Galaxy's Edge. But that's neither here nor there. You guys don't need that side of the story. No, they're the free ones that, like, you get with your meal. And he said, he's like, I was collecting these things. Every time somebody was done with their meal, I was going up and I was grabbing the coasters and taking them with me. And now I got you some. I was like, you're the man, Michael. Thank you. I feel so loved when I get gifts. Man, Christmas is not about gifts. Christmas is about Emmanuel, God with us. Because Jesus came, we never have to go through life alone. So point number one, run to God. When you are in isolation, in the middle of it, you feel all alone, run to God. How? In prayer. You know the moment you begin talking, God begins listening? You know there's not a prayer that comes off your lips that God doesn't hear. God does not ignore you. God doesn't leave, uh, cheesy, cliche, this is not an old youth pastor trying to sound relevant. God does not leave you on red. 
<laughs> All right, let it go, Corey. God, God doesn't turn his back on you. He never does. He never has. He, he never will. So when you're in isolation, run to God. Run to God in prayer. Run to his word. Be reminded of the promises of God. Don't ever think that you have to walk through life alone. In the middle of isolation, run to God. My next point, I told you I was preaching fast tonight. My next point is this. Run to community. Run to community. You know who community is? Look at your, look at your neighbor. Say you. Look at your other neighbor. The one you've been choosing second all year long, bro. All year they've been your sloppy seconds. Tell them you might be second, but you're still community to me. This is community. Where do you run? You know what's so interesting about the Christmas story? Angel Gabriel goes to Mary. Yo, Mary, you're going to be pregnant. That don't make no sense. I never been with a man in the biblical sense. <laughs> and he goes, don't worry about it. It's going to be a miracle. It's going to be Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. You are going to give birth to the Messiah. And she's like, okay, I'm a little scared, a little confused. This doesn't make sense to me. I don't really fully understand this. But then she runs to God in this. She goes, but I'm the Lord's servant. May it be unto me as you have said. And then the angel Gabriel left her. And then what does she do next? The first verse that we read, she runs to Elizabeth. Who's Elizabeth? Elizabeth is, is a relative of her who's a little bit older, who's been, who's been following God a little bit longer, who's a bit, long, uh, a bit further along in her pregnancy. Elizabeth's pregnancy is also miraculous. Go read her story as well. Elizabeth is old. She should, like, this is, and you know how I know she's old? Because her husband calls her old. And her husband should know better. Boys, you don't, you don't call no female old. Never, ever. And he, when God says, your wife's going to be pregnant, her husband goes, man, how's that even possible? I'm old. So is my wife. <laughs> so then Elizabeth smacks him upside of the head, and God actually silences the guy. Doesn't even let him talk. He's like, you ain't going to be able to talk till your kid comes out. Watch. And then he's silenced, right? And Mary goes to her, and you see in this interaction, the verses we read, she goes to her, and Elizabeth begins to encourage Mary, begins to bless Mary. And then she's responding, I'm so blessed by you. I pray you're blessed by me. And, and I got to think, she, so she arrives to Elizabeth in the sixth month of, of Elizabeth's pregnancy. And then she stays, the Bible says, for three months. I'm not great at math, but six plus three comes out to roundabout, right, pregnancies standard are nine months. So Mary stays with Elizabeth up until the birth of John the Baptist. Now Mary, this is her first pregnancy. And I know boys are getting so uncomfortable right now. We're not going to give you the health class breakdown of pregnancy. Don't worry. You're not going to be surprised by the like, you know, we're not going to do what they do in seventh grade health class and surprise you by some like pictures and videos on the screen that you're like, no, I'm scarred. You know, we're not going to do that. But anytime Anytime you're walking through something new, you've got questions. And Mary's confused, and she's, she doesn't understand everything. And yet here is Elizabeth right there to walk with her, to answer her questions, 
to say, yo, your child's a miracle, my child's a miracle. Your situation's taking faith, my situation's taking faith. Why don't you send some of your faith in my direction? I'll send some of my faith in your direction. We will hold each other up. We'll encourage each other. We'll pray for each other. And Elizabeth's like, I'll, I'll do this all first so you can see and witness that God's going to be faithful to me. And so then you know God's going to be faithful to you. And he's going to see you through like he sees me through this. And God's with you because he's with me. And all of a sudden, in this community between these two ladies, they're both blessed and encouraged. What do you do in the middle of isolation? You run to community. And that's what tonight's going to be all about. Jordan, can you come and start playing piano? Help me sound more spiritual. Can you play high school musicals? We're all in this together. That'd be sweet. I'm going I'm, I'm to tell you the truth. That's the only lyrics to that song that I know. It's like, bro, you know what, you know what song I, I realized? I realized this Christmas, I don't, this is the only part of the song I know. You know that song that goes, Christmas, ba-na-na-na-na. Like, I don't know any other lyrics of that song than Christmas. All right, we're not doing we're all in this together. All right, so what do you do in isolation? You run to God. What else do you do? You run to community. Can I tell you in some of my darkest moments, some of my lowest moments, and some of the moments when I had the most questions, I was the most scared, I felt like my faith was frail and fragile. Can I tell you a lot of times, a lot of times, my own family could not be there for me. Some of you guys, you are so blessed to be in families of faith. Can I tell you, if you have, if your families are families of faith, they believe in Jesus, that is such a blessing. That's not all of our stories. For some of us, you know how we got through. You know what family we ran to? We, we ran to the family of God. We ran to the church. We ran to our youth groups. We ran to our connect groups. We ran to each other. When it felt like we had nowhere else to turn. When it felt like there was no, no other direction we could run. And it became like the support system that helped us to keep going. Can I tell you, some of you have had the wrong mentality about church. Do you know what the church, you know what the word church means? You know it's not a building. You know in the original language in the New Testament when they began to when they began to say the church, it was this word ecclesia. More 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 Bible uh, study stuff since we're we're Bible nerds here apparently. And you know what uh, uh, ecclesia means? It means the called out ones. We're the people of God who have been called out. And I think the wrong mentality for some of us might have been, we come to Bridge Youth every week thinking, man, I need, to, I need God to show up in my life. And that's great. And he will. I promise you, he'll show up in your life. I think that when you have an expectation for God to show up, he'll, he will. He'll show up. Man, I need a word from God tonight. And I think he will give you a word. And I think a lot of times we think, oh, man, I need, I need some prayer. I need somebody to pray for me tonight. There's plenty of people who will pray for me. But so often, our eyes are right on ourselves about all it is that we can receive from ecclesia, from the church, from our brothers and sisters. But here's what you don't realize. As much as you need us, we need you. 
and God's gifted me to preach. My, my, my mom, when I, when I got called into the ministry, and I was like, God, uh, God's called me in the ministry, mom. I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a preacher. This is what God's called me to do. She goes, Corey, baby, that makes so much sense. Since you were a kid, you could talk and talk and talk. Corey, you could sell ice to Eskimos. This makes so much sense. God has gifted me to preach. But can I tell you, God's put some words in you that you need to share with somebody. Because there's people in this room that I don't even know your name. Can I tell you, you could ask our school of ministry students. If it was up to me, youth would be sitting down with every single one of you for an hour and just talking. Our school of ministry students are like, Corey, nobody talks as much as you. Corey, when we're in the middle of class and we have to use the restroom, we take the long way around to not pass your office. Because when we walk past your office, you're like, hi, I love you. You're the best. Just wanted to let you know. I want to talk life and stories and stuff. He want to encourage me and I can encourage you. Oh, you're the best. That would, but there's people in this room, I don't, I don't, I don't know your name. I don't know, I would love to, and that's going to, and we can, and that'll take time. We got all of 2023. And, and, but there's people in this room, you know them. You know what I think? You know what I think Elizabeth begins to do to Mary? Let me read this to you one more time. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hillside of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. Zechariah was Elizabeth's husband. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Having been filled with the Holy Spirit, she then speaks these words. She says, it says, Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women. I wonder if Mary knew that. I wonder if Mary knew God's blessed me above all women. Or I wonder if Mary was like, you know what, people have already begun to talk. Because this wasn't a culture and society where you could, you could get pregnant when you're not married and it's all just fine and dandy. It's all good. No, no, no. Everybody would be tearing this girl apart. They'd be trashing her reputation. In a lot of ways, she'd be kicked out of church. She'd be kicked out of, of, of family. She'd be kicked out of society. And I wonder if she knew that she was blessed above all women and that her child was blessed. I wonder if she knew that, that Elizabeth was so honored that the mother of my Lord would visit me. When I heard your greeting, my baby, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed in the Lord and that he would do what he said. I wonder if, I wonder if Mary really knew any of that. Or I wonder if Elizabeth called out Mary, that, that which she did not even see in herself. You know what I think sometimes ecclesia, community, family needs to do? We need to point out and call out in each other that which we don't even see in ourselves. <laughs> really quick, um, just raise your hand if you've ever had a moment of insecurity. <laughs> Whoa, hey, like look around, common ground somebody. You know how often as a... You know how often as a pastor I could be sitting in my office by myself alone, just doubting and doubting. Nobody cares. You think, you, you think people are actually listening? Corey, you're not called. You don't know. Remember where you came from? You remember your family? Your dad wasn't even around, Corey. Your dad didn't want to be around you. What makes you think anybody else does? You think that, the, you think that people actually care about you? But you know what I do? You know what I've done? I have a pin board in my office. It's just to the left of my desk, right here. It's so ugly, bro. It is ugly. It's just, it's just uh, papers and notes and cards and actually a bunch of bracelets just like these ones that we're about to tie around each other's wrists in just a moment. 
And what I'll do is in those moments, I'll walk over to some of these notes that many of you have given me, that camps that I've gone and preached at, students there have given me. There's bracelets that have been tied around my wrist in moments like the one we're about to have. And I read words from people when it seems like, and I know, oh, so unspiritual. I, Corey, you're not even allowed to say this. When I feel like just going to my Bible isn't quite enough, and I need to be reminded that, Corey, you have a family, the family of God that's around you who loves you and backs you and cares for you. And some of you need that tonight. And some of you're going to, every single person is going to have that moment. But here's the thing. It's not just about you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not about you. Because right now in this room, some of you are sitting next to your best friend. Anybody got just the best friend in the world next to you right now? You love them. They love you. Ride or die. Do or die. Well, I want you to just, in the middle right now, just look across. Can I tell you? Let me, let me just be cheesy and cliche for a second. We're not friends. We're family. Thank you, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> but it's true. Can I tell you? Hear me. I have, and this is not, this is not something I'm excited. I have family who as of right now, I don't know if I'm going to spend eternity with them. Because they don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But you guys those of us who know Jesus, and before the night's over, if you don't know Jesus, you're going to have opportunity to be a part of this family. You're not my, not my friends. Not my students. Oh, these are your students. No, you're not. You are my brothers, and you are my sisters in Christ. We are all adopted into the family of God if we know Jesus. You're my brother. You're my sister. We're family. And so tonight, we're going to have a family moment. I'm done preaching now. The message is over. And this last Wednesday night of 2022, now it's your job. I've preached all year. You're going to preach now. You don't, you don't need a microphone to do it. You don't need to preach in front of 250 people. There's so much more power in individual moments. You're going to have some of those moments in just a second. Some of you, God's already putting someone on your heart that you're going to share something with. You're going to, like Elizabeth did to Mary, you're going to call out in them that which they don't even see in themselves. And what you're going to do is you're going to grab one of these bracelets. Why? Because we're going to be away from each other for the next few weeks. So these bracelets are going to be like the, you know, when you, in the TV shows where they tie something around their finger to be like, that's to remind me of something. Like, I just can't remember what. <laughs> these bracelets will be the, hey, here's the words that God's put on my heart to share with you. And this bracelet is the reminder. Remember these words every time you look at this bracelet over the next. I've done this at camps where kids will still have the bracelets on their wrists the next camp a year later. And these things are yarn. Imagine how difficult it is to keep that on your wrist for a year. Right now, God's already speaking to some people about what you're going to share with the person sitting next to you. What you're going to share with the person sitting across from you. But I'll never ask you to do that which I'm unwilling to do. So just to set the tone, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call a couple people forward to do this first. Lennon, would you meet me in the middle, please? 
Amber, would you come help me? A lot of you guys might not know, you might not know my friend uh, Lennon Alsobrook, but he's a cool friend of mine. I always, I always compliment Lennon on his, on his style. He's got more style than most grown men. But I don't want you to remember uh, my compliments on your style every time you look at the bracelet, Lennon. I'm not going to put you on blast or say anything that would be private, but you and your family have gone through a lot in the last few months. And it's been so amazing to see how you've walked that out as a young man of God. And how every week, even in the middle of difficulty, in the middle of, of, of tragedy, or every week you're in church. Every week you're, you are front row worshiping. And I don't know that you know this, but you're a leader. And there are, there are people in this room much older than you that will follow your lead. And this month, in seeing everything your family's walked through, you've encouraged and inspired me, Lennon, and I love you and I compliment you for that. I call that out in you. And every time you look at that bracelet over the next few weeks, I want you to remember those words. The strength that you have, the faith that you have, is encouraging others around you. I love you, Lennon. <clears throat> um, Savvy, where are you? Come here. Savvy only recently started coming to our church, and the moment she walked in, you ever meet somebody and immediately, immediately, you're like, "We are going to be the best of friends." Like, I love you. She is the person who, every time I see you, Savvy, it's like for us, we're always like, we have so many students who walk in. They sit in the back, they walk out, they never want to talk to us, anything. Which, like, if that's you, totally cool. That's all right. I don't want to put all the introverts on blast and be like, this is, introverts are like, dang it, he don't like us. But Savvy, every time you're here, you go out of your way to come find us. Just say, hi, like, love you guys, so good to see you. I'm so excited to see you. And, and your faith and the way this year you got baptized, you went to camp for the first time, all this stuff in your faith has been so, so, so inspiring. And every time you look at that bracelet, I want you to know from Amber and I, you are truly inspiring. You are. And here's what I think is so special about a gift that you have. You, ever, you guys ever meet somebody who's like, they cure depression with their presence. Like they walk into a room and it's like, I can't be bummed around you. I can't be. There's been times, Savvy, that you don't know this, but I've walked into youth not wanting to preach. I've walked into youth where we're going through stuff. And you coming up going, Pastor Corey, Amber, it's so good to see you. I'm so excited to be here. You have no idea how much I love Bridge Youth. It's the best. I talked to your family when you got, when you got baptized. And, and your parents are telling me, dude, we're having to plan our family vacations around summer camp and youth because she refuses to miss anything you guys do because she loves you so much. And they, these youth pastors' hearts are so blessed by that. You are truly inspiring. We love you so much. And Bridge Youth would not be the same without you. Every time you look at that bracelet over the next few weeks, remember that. We love you, bro. So much. All right, I'm going to do this as quick as I can because I want to give you guys a moment. Um, might be the only person that's not a, um, not a student that I want to quickly just give a bracelet to. Um, Brooklyn, where are you? There you are, Brooklyn. There you are, Brookie. Come here, girl. Um, 
Brooklyn is one of our school and ministry students, if you don't know. Brooklyn signed up for school and ministry the week after school and ministry started. <laughs> Brooklyn called a friend who came to church here, because Brooklyn's family went to a different church in town, and um, she called a friend who was at a university out of state, that out of state student who used to come to Bridge Youth, who, watch out, there's equipment on the floor, who used to come to Bridge Youth, but now she's at a university, then called Amber and said, hey, I'm out of state in the, at this university, but I have a friend who's there in town. And we're like, oh, she comes to our church? No, no, she doesn't even go to the church. But she feels this call of God on her life. Currently, she's wanting to go. She's in college right now, but she's like, this isn't where God is calling me, and I feel like there's a call of ministry on my life. And so she wants to come and do school and ministry. She says, Amber, when did school and ministry start? Amber goes, a week ago. It's like, is it even possible for her to get in? We said, we don't know. We don't even know this girl, right? We need to meet her. So we set up a meet. Brooklyn and Amber talked, had this quick conversation. Okay, can you come to our office the next day? Brooklyn shows up the next day. We talk to her, and we fall in love immediately. And we love you so much, Brooklyn, and we see God's hand on your life. And I won't share any details of your life, but you're going through stuff like a lot of us are going through stuff. And you're a champion, bro. And you've got, you've got strength, and you've got passion, and you're weird as heck. <laughs> and and um, the amount of times I'm in my office working, and she walks by my office and just goes, and just keeps going. You guys didn't see. She goes, and just keeps walking. It's like. So often that happens, I think. That's why we do what we do. We believe in you so much. You are called, you are strong, like a sister to us. And you came into our family, the bridge, and you were family immediately, right away. Before we knew it, we were at a pop punk show together, stage diving, <laughs> stage diving. Oh, yeah. We love you so much. And every time you look at that bracelet over the next few weeks, because I know your next few weeks might not be easy, but know we love you and we got you and we're with you strong and your family to us. We love you, girl. All right, look at the person sitting next to you. Tell them your turn. Your turn. You don't need a mic for this. The keyboard's going to play. We have a bunch of these things on the, in the middle around that you guys could come and grab. We've cut, our school and ministry students cut 500 of these. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray and as soon as I pray, leaders are going to be moving, students are going to be moving. We've got a little time on the, on the schedule before we watch our movie. And there's somebody in this room that you, not me, you have words of encouragement for them. You're going to call out in them that which they don't even see in themselves. Because when you're alone, when you're in isolation, you run to community. I'm going to pray as soon as I say amen. You guys move. This is your moment. God. I pray in Jesus' name that every single person in this room would know their family. Every single person in this room would know, God, that, yeah, you love them, of course. But, God, there's people in this room that love them, that back them, that believe in them. God, there's some of us who see things in others that they don't even see in themselves. God, give us the courage to call it out in them. Give us the courage and the strength to reveal to them that which we see, that you've revealed to us. Give us your eyes for those around us, our family, in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. All this place, get up. Come grab some bracelets. Have your moment. Nobody distracting anybody. There's going to be talking because we're going to be encouraging each other. But beyond that, 
Don't be distracting each other. This isn't a moment to, for fun and games. This isn't a moment to be wild. This is a moment to go and share with others that which you see in them.